0: milk 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 beans beans beans, bum, 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 beans! welcome to the four corners Crimecast. my name is jake my name is rory and
1: i'm your host katie and today we are talking about the mysterious death of john Lang.
0: no more mothers killing children this week
1: no we're going short and not children dying
2: almost, almost uh,
0: lighthearted, right
2: and uh where is this one katie
1: this one is in fresno california
2: Oh, weird. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, I did. And where did we research this one? It was all online. There's the not a internet. Book about this, obviously.
1: I'm, I'm not even going to cite my sources because I can't guarantee that any of this is...
2: Jake is going to cite one of my sources. It's up on there.
0: Rory actually sourced the Community Alliance. Yeah,
1: you know, so cause... that's real. I looked on Reddit and I watched YouTube videos and I can't confirm yeah, or deny any actually, of this yeah.
2: How about the Fresno being Bee? correct. No, it's not the Fresno be Justice for who? No, that's a good article, though. Justice for who is a pretty good article. It's uh, all about the racial disparity between, I can't remember if it was, I think it's east and west Fresno, whereas the west, east side of Fresno has like the poorest area. And it, it gives all the documentation of people being pulled over by race and who is more likely to actually be arrested in certain instances and stuff like that, because there is kind of a problem in Fresno, but it should be the other one that's up there. Yeah, it's that one. The Long History of Police Corruption in Fresno by, uh, by James Mendez. And actually someone uh, wanted him to get a pollster for this article, because this article is actually really well documented. Um, I just sort of picked through it a little bit to get you a quick amount of information. So, but it's accurate, guys. If you do want to check this out, uh, check out the community. I think it's what's the website on that one? It's
0: uh, FresnoAlliance.com. Uh, the website itself looks like it's called Community Alliance. Yeah, it's it's
2: basically the history of Fresno written by this guy, as far as police corruption starting in the late 1800s, but. I'll go ahead and start us off with that, if you guys don't mind. I mean, yeah, tell tell them a little bit about corruption in Fresno, if you want to start the story that way, Katie.
1: That's totally fine. Go for it.
0: Okay. Bring the police
2: corruption to light. Now, the Fresno Police Department has a history of corrupt practices and a major case of indifference to bad cops. So even if there are good cops out in Fresno, there are a large portion of cops from Fresno that have turned out to be not good cops, and the good cops kind of just kept quiet about it. So there's this weird, extreme, thin, blue line. Boys club. Boys club that happens there. And a uh, fun fact, Fresno has only had one African-American police chief, and he had to be brought in from the outside, and he left after two years to go to Oakland.
1: To go to Oakland? Yeah. So, so it must have been bad. Yeah,
2: so... It's kinda of fun.
0: Where's Fresno exactly?
2: It is in mid Northern California.
0: Well, like you know, for people who don't like geography, where is it compared to like LA? I did not look that up.
2: I know I've been there, but it's not close to LA. LA I think it's is near southern. San Francisco, isn't it? It's it, yeah, it's oh, uh, Oakland. it's it's in it's like literally in between San Francisco and LA, I think.
1: It's kind of near Modesto.
2: Well, Clovis is right next door. Are you telling me there's not a lot of fans of Clovis, yes, California? Clovis is right there. <laughs> I think it's... So um, is
1: Raisin City.
2: Oh, yeah, no. Uh, That's where California Raisin <laughs> City from. No, Raisin City is actually a... Uh, one of the founders of the KKK in Fresno or some shit like that was a raisin Wonderful. farmer. Yeah, was a raisin farmer from Tennessee. And he actually has like a fucking... Uh, City? No, it's, it's a... He has a street named after him, I think. It's either a street or a community college baseball field named after him, and he's supposedly a member of the KKK.
1: So if you're racist, you should probably just move to Fresno? Well, here's
2: the thing. After After the Civil War, a whole bunch of Confederate soldiers and Southern people migrated to California and ended up in a place called Fresno because they wanted to be able to operate their businesses and their... Land development without a whole bunch of restriction on them and stuff like that. So they kind of founded Fresno as this haven for corruption, really, because, you know, it is what it is. They wanted to have less regulation on the businesses that, that they did there, including farming and land ownership and stuff like that. So uh, it was founded by pretty much Confederate Army soldiers or Confederate Army soldiers relocated there in after the troubles here in America.
0: It's about the same distance from Fresno to L.A. that it is from Fresno to Vegas. Interesting. That's how far up in California it is.
2: So F- Fresno was founded in the uh, mid-1800s, and since then has become a bastion of seedy business practices, corruption, racism, and cops surrounded by scandal that later become the mayor. During Prohibition, bootleggers met with mayors, police chiefs, and farmers to get the liquor moved throughout the county. This was actually caught by one of the Prohibition enforcers. He was hiding in the trunk of a car, of a bootlegger's car, and he caught literally the mayor, uh, a bunch of farmers, and at least a quarter of the police force in the town out there helping these bootleggers move what move alcohol across what was known as the wettest county in California. Because they had hookers and they had alcohol.
1: So they what do you do? Alcohol. You just quit, I would assume? You just hand over everything and say, Pretty much. I'm going to get out of the trunk now and just go home. <laughs>
2: Well, and actually around that time, Fresno also had like a strange population of uh, KKK members. There's a photo from 1925 that they are holding a gathering at the Fresno Baseball Park, and they're all lined up. And there's surprisingly a lot of them in the Fresno uh,
0: chapter of the KKK, like a surprising amount. they are probably 50, 60 people standing in a field. Well, obviously enough to have a few baseball teams, right? I'm guessing
1: it's weird because they're so heavily. California is such a heavily democratic state now. Yeah, it's like a blue through and through.
2: Oh, it's hidden under there. There's there's underlying undertones of racism all over California, but it's it's definitely. I mean, that's
1: everywhere, though. It's
2: getting. It's hopefully getting better, but um, there was a raid later on that year in the on the Inglewood chapter house of the KKK, and they found a list that linked six members of the FPD that's the Fresno Police Department, to the KKK. Not that it's uncommon to find police connections to white supremacy organizations in the 20s. What 20s am I talking about? No one's going to know. <laughs> in the 1930s, a man by the name of Ray Wallace was a police chief in Fresno. For 20 years, he ran the prostitution and gambling in the city, and he was eventually arrested for tax evasion using his position to amass wealth and land, and he was sentenced to 18 months in federal lockup.
1: That's a fair sentence right there, if I've ever seen one.
2: Yeah, the next police chief actually continued on the tradition of prostitutes and gambling, eventually marrying the madam of the local cat house in town and amassing a fortune by using his political push with land developers and stuff like that. So at this time, Fresno has like a weird fun history, but like at this time, land developers are coming in, they're basically owning the mayor, they're owning all the business sections downtown. So they're developing land, they're trying to keep out low income housing and stuff like that. So they're, they're really just battling the elements of human nature there, and just developing businesses and shit like that. So there's farm, there's raisin farms, there's uh, wine farms, there's of course grape farms, not wine farms.
1: Well, the grape a grape farm would be a raisin farm too.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> lots
1: of grapes in Fresno.
0: It's yeah, really strange grapes. the way you said fun, fun history of no, Fresno.
2: I mean, there's like <laughs> like your eyes lit up. Well, when you think about a town that has a population of a half a million people now and back then when it was so small that this place just became like a mobster racketeering like cesspool in the middle of california just kind of in out in nowhere out of place like it's really out of place but i mean having spent the night in a car in a parking lot in fresno that place sucks and then in 1971 Harold Britton took over as chief of police. Britton, who had cut his teeth under the previous two chiefs that were arrested for corruption, kept up the longstanding tradition of violating his office. He only lasted six years due to the fact that he defended a police officer who was getting paid for working for the city while he was in fact not working for the city. He was working a job as a security guard and getting paid as if he was awaiting to testify in a trial.
0: Nice. And
2: so they were. He was kind of just double booking, and it seemed to happen quite frequently under this guy. So after about six years of this, he he stood up for himself and told when people started questioning about it, he stood up and told them like, "Hey, I don't really don't give a shit. I'm going to keep this guy on." And the new mayor didn't like that, so he only lasted for about six years. Uh, during those six years, he was under three federal investigations, but they all were revealed to. Re- they all didn't reveal a thing that there was a corrupt happening there, or they didn't have enough evidence to prove it. So he kind of got, you know...
1: Paid some people off, yeah, probably. Yeah, he
2: probably had like at least a couple inside information pieces for someone. some palms. But this actually led to uh, widespread reform in the Fresno Police Department. They brought in an outsider by the name of George Hansen from Nebraska. Hans- Hansen actually seemed to care and made community policing the standard for fresno and ultimately tried to bring the community closer to the police in general which is something that fresno police do right is that they are a big proponent of community policing now the problem is is that their current mayor ex-police chief believes that the lack of father figures respect for police uh just general Bad nature to people is the reason that the crime has gone up and not things like poor education, poverty, uh, racism, shit like that. He doesn't believe in any of that. So
1: it's like a broken window theory kind of thing.
2: Exactly. So Hansen started him on, on this path of good community policing and it just kind of got warped out of control a little bit. But for a few years, it actually worked um, and the corruption seemed less noticeable, at
0: least. And it's just because there weren't a bunch of white supremacists running it anymore, right?
2: Not exactly, but because, I mean, this is the 70s in a predominantly wealthy, well, a predominantly white area where immigrants moved in to work farms and things like that. So there was an immigrant scourge during this time, which kind of makes me think that, uh, well, scourge, I put scourge in quotes, but you guys can't see that, but... At this time, there is a lot of uh, animosity to the less fortunate migrant people that came here. I don't know how to say that. Well, uh, from the illegal workers that they had there or just basically the Hispanic folk that lived across town, there there wasn't a whole lot of... Love for them at this time. So it's not necessarily a great time, but it's not the worst time. They were kind of on the upswing with their police being less corrupt, at least.
1: When your whole history is based in corruption, it's you don't just get out of that in six years. It takes generations to finally break free of every person that's had any influence in the corruption in the history. Because, yeah, especially with police, I mean, it's generational you have someone that's corrupt and then he has a kid and the kid usually will join the police force and that's the
2: thing is like a lot of these guys did grow up in fresno that's why they tried to hire an outsider because they were like well fuck this is just ingrained in what fresno is let's bring in someone else but that was actually the best the best years for police corruption in the on the upswing there 1983 hansen actually died while still on duty or some shit like that he didn't die from being shot he just like died at his desk they they hired the next guy. I can't remember what his name was, but he seemed to be kind of low-key, not really enforcing the rules or anything like that. And that leads into our next guy, which is in 1993, a man named, by the name of Ed Winchester took the office. And he only lasted until 2001. So there's kind of like this weird short lifespan later on for guys that don't get completely ingrained in the system yet. And uh, man, he had to retire in disgrace when eleven pound 11 pounds of cocaine... An assault rifle, and two hundred thousand dollars went missing from the evidence lockup. And literally, right before they found that out, a couple of teams stole, a couple of teens stole explosives from a forgotten police bunker. Oops. Yeah, it's a big old oops. So I don't know if this guy is actually like incompetent, or just semi-corrupt, or at least corrupt enough with the mayor that. Maybe he got away with $200,000 and 11 pounds of cocaine.
1: 11 pounds of cocaine. That's sounds, insane.
0: It just sounds like he had a good week.
2: <laughs> We're not trying to ruin their lives here.
1: Or he's just blind.
2: Yeah. That's... He's like,
1: we had 11 pounds of cocaine in there. I would have taken it.
2: Yeah, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> so at this point, we we get up to a man named Jerry Dyer. Now, the beginning of Jerry Dyer's career as chief of police actually comes from Ed, Win- or, yeah, Ed Winchester stepping down. Where Ed Winchester made a deal with the upcoming or the mayor that was up for re-election and Mister Dyer here that they would just let him retire in peace and there would be no further information on it. He would just be retired and he could go back to his farming lifestyle, but he had to hand over control to Dyer if this new mayor gets elected. Now, Dyer then gets hired on as the assistant, leading up to this man's resign uh, resigning in disgrace. He gets hired on as the assistant. And when he retires, that's when Jerry Dyer comes up. And he seems like this squeaky clean, no corruption type of guy, but like directly under his nose, his second in command was convicted of running drugs through the county. He was recorded on the phone talking about his contacts in the narcotics division in regard to moving large amounts of cocaine through Fresno And he's currently locked up in federal prison. Now, this went on for years directly under Dyer's nose. So either he's very incompetent, that thin blue mind mentality kind of just fucked him in the ass, or he knew the whole time and actually was part of it because this was widespread corruption throughout his police department. Now, Fresno is a city of, like I said, a half a million people, maybe a little more, 600,000 possibly. But their police force... Makes up most of the drug movement in the fucking area. Like, how crazy is that? So,
0: that's how they f- probably fund everything.
2: That and writing bonus, bogus ass tickets against uh, Hispanics and black people. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about right now. Was, but- it,
0: was it possible that Dyer was uh, actually just like blissfully ignorant?
2: If he was, he wasn't paying enough attention to his own
0: department. And like, Mr. Dyer, did you know about all this? He's like, I thought he just had a lot of really nice white lady friends.
2: Well, and that's the thing, is that he claims, he literally claims to have no knowledge, no inkling of suspicion towards this guy while it was happening. And then Fresno elected this asshole mayor. Like, straight up, the mayor of uh, Fresno, his second-in-command was caught moving cocaine through the county, and he got elected mayor. Now, all of his big business and all of his... uh, land development team or all all of his land development people are super stoked on this because he has ties in everywhere. And one of the other crazy things is that Fresno eventually – like at one point in time, during the same time period, Fresno actually got caught up in a land development scheme where these mafiosos in the community, the land development community, including like an 81-year-old man – got arrested for, like, racketeering, uh, bribing government officials, and I can't remember what the other thing was, but they're literally sitting in federal prison right now because Fresno allowed them to do this. So this place is not above suspicion at this point, and I just wanted to make that clear before we get into the episode so it didn't just, like, sound like the ramblings of a strange man or anything like that, or, like, this man didn't have a reason to think that the... the Fresno police are above suspicion at this point because they seem to have a fairly shady history.
1: And it seems like the missing and stolen cocaine kind of occurred at the same time as the crack epidemic. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And a lot of that was, I'm sure, some of that was outside influence from other police departments who also...
2: Distributed
0: drugs across the city. Still cocaine
1: and made cracks so they could arrest people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what's the state of the Fresno Police Department, you know, circa 2013 or so? That's uh, under Dyer. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, what they were still.
2: They're still hard on. uh, That's during this time period is when Dyer is the chief of police while John, we're going over John Lane. Keep in mind that this man who. Oh, yeah. and same time, the dude was running cocaine. I mean, the, there is corruption at this time okay. in the police department, obviously, because his second-in-command was actually running drugs through the county. I so
0: Theoretically, it might still be in the same type of thing going on today, right? Exactly. I mean, the guy who Dyer handed
2: over the reins to when he became mayor was his second-in-command. He learned everything he knew from this guy. And he also came up during the previous administration where they had the most... I don't know, incompetent dude or just not caring dude. I mean, everyone in Fresno basically loves this guy or something because he got elected mayor after all of this, after that whole corruption scandal. He stepped out of it squeaky clean and became the mayor. Sounds like it's just a city of criminals. I don't want to say, I don't want to disparage the people of Fresno, (laughs) but your town
0: sucks. (laughs) Your town's a shithole, and that's coming from someone who lives in Tucson, Arizona.
2: It's actually during Dyer's reign as the police chief that uh, the next part of the story, the actual story that we're going to do, is happening. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to Katie for that information.
1: John Lang was a reserved man, never sharing much about his life with anyone. From what I could gather, he was maybe born in Ohio, then moved to Fresno at some point in his life. He was married to a woman named Alma and had a daughter with her. Alma filed for divorce in 2011. He worked at Payless Tires and Brakes and may have held other side jobs. His downfall began in 2009 when he discovered corruption in the local Fresno Police Department. He said, quote, My situation starts back in 2009. I was having trouble in my marriage. Then I was ticketed two blocks away from the Home Depot on West Shaw in Fresno, where I had just visited. I later learned that Fresno law enforcement had a pattern of practice of unethically scanning license plates on private retail parking lots. They then pulled the unsuspecting drivers over a block or two away from said parking lots. This was meant to optimize ticket revenue at a very minimal expense. Millions of dollars of revenue has been generated in this questionable manner by Fresno area law enforcement agencies, a pattern of practice that is still in use today by Fresno area law enforcement agencies.
2: So, is what they were doing actually illegal? Because I, w- I was under the impression that if your car is parked in a parking lot or something along those lines, you are on private property.
1: Being on private property does not prevent you from having, but it does being lot- arrested, though. But
2: it does allot you certain rights of protection, being on
0: private property. Here's where I think it comes to be an issue, is because... Obviously, in order for them to single someone out, they have to run the plates and see what they have on their record. Obviously, at that point, they're looking for suspended licenses or plates that are expired, things like that, things that they can grab you on, because obviously they're not just going to say, oh, that person's going to speed when they pull out. So I'm pretty sure that they have to have probable cause to run your plates, don't they? I I was under the impression that it
2: is a poor practice to randomly run people people's plates it's not necessarily ultimately illegal in certain situations but i w- am also under the impression correct me if i'm wrong katie that it is a violation of someone's rights to just randomly start questioning whether or not they've committed a crime by checking their vehicle
1: i mean your plate's public record so they have i mean i i don't know that area of i know not about like criminal law rather okay. than This type of stuff, but...
0: It just sounds like lazy police work to me is all.
1: I mean, number one, they could get away with it and it could technically, if it were illegal to run your plate in a private parking lot, they pull you over a block or two away. So you can't say for sure that they ran your plate in that parking lot because now you're on a public roadway and they run your plate and they pull you over.
2: But do we know if what, uh, do we know what these people are being pulled over for?
1: Because... Usually, like, suspended licenses and stuff like that. Okay. So, I mean, they any cop can run your plate at any point in time that you're driving, and I guarantee that you've had your plates run many a times.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. But my my question here is when someone isn't doing anything illegal... And they haven't done it. But you
1: are. If you're driving on a suspended license, you are doing something car. illegal.
2: So let's say they pull you over. But you are driving because you're, you're a you're,
1: block or two away from the business. Okay,
2: you borrow your brother's car. It's registered in his name. He doesn't have a license. You're driving. They pull you over for that without any knowledge that you have committed a crime, not even knowing who you are. Does that fall into that gray area? I, I would say it does because at that point, they're not necessarily looking for the – they're looking for someone committing a crime. Out of context, though. They're not actually looking for a crime itself. They're looking for someone that could potentially be committing a crime because they don't know that he, he's not the driver of the car. They're pulling over their, that car without anybody committing a crime because they suspect that this person driving has a suspended license. But you don't have a suspended license because and you're they not let the let you owner. go. But they still used the, something that they gained
0: from a parking lot without any crime being committed to pull someone over. You already answered your own question. How did I answer it? You said there's a gray area, and that's all the cops need is a little teeny tiny gray area that's as good as consent. I
1: mean, to be as... It's like I said, to be as black and white as possible if you are driving on a suspended and they run your plate and they find that out you are committing a crime and they had every right to run your plate and find that out
2: okay so they've run the plate in the parking lot and you get in your father's car and your father has a suspended license how does that fall into that area how is that black and white that's not going
1: to pull you over in the parking lot that's the whole entire point of this but
2: they get you out on the public roadway you have not committed a crime you are not under suspicion of anything and yet you're being pulled over by police
1: yeah, to make sure that you are not committing a to crime. To make sure that
2: the driver of the car that has committed no crime... The driver of the car that who's currently They don't know no that, crime.
1: though. It's generally assumed when you're driving a car, it's your car. So
2: they're going off the assumption. Yes. So that's where the gray area That's how area police becomes... work works. No, that's not how police work works, Katie. You, don't you can't just... just go off of assumptions that someone has committed a crime. You cannot do that. That is sa- that is the exact opposite of police how work. How do you think we police catch work...
1: murderers?
2: Yeah, they, okay, they so go off assumptions. They don't go off assumptions. They would go off of evidence. If they were good cops, they would be able to prove that this person did
0: it through the evidentiary proceedings that they have. Or... What about Matlock? He went off his gut all the time. But Matt Locke sometimes was a you, terrible cop. you have to go
1: off assumptions. If someone says, I saw this person, I'm 99% sure you have that 1% chance it's not that person, but you're still going to take That's that chance. That's a witness,
2: though. That's not an assumption. That is someone else telling you a fact in their head. That is not an assumption. That is you looking into someone who believes they have a fact for you to look into. G- going off an assumption would be looking at a car and saying, in that car, someone's doing something illegal. That's an assumption. And that's what's happening here is that these people are assuming that that car is linked to a criminal so there must be a criminal driving it. And that's where I'm getting my problem with this where I find that not to be good police work. And I'm sure that's where most of these people are looking at it too is because if you just run a license plate on a random car or you run a license plate on somebody's car that doesn't mean that that person has committed a crime just Mm. because they have a suspended license and that car is there. That is not a crime. Pulling them over for suspicion of a crime in that aspect, should be illegal because there is no real suspicion there. They shouldn't have the power to do this. Is I And I get, I get where these people are coming from. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, but I, I get where everyone's coming from, where this guy is coming from.
1: Yeah, no, and I totally understand it. But at that point, when they run your plate and they discover that you have a suspended license or a warrant per se, you are not under suspicion. You are committing a crime.
0: It's not yes, always but, so black and white. Yeah, but
2: that's the thing is that you as a person driving that car did not commit a crime.
1: Yes, you did, because you're driving a car on a suspended. Not
2: if you're not the person. Like, And then they because... let you
1: go. <laughs> They're not going to ticket you for that, that other person having a suspended. They pulled
2: you over without any prior knowledge to who's driving the car. So I have to That's where this. my, prob- that's what, have that's my this problem is coming in on this. That's my exact problem with this. It's not that... So do
1: you want people... I mean, they pull people over on suspicion of DUI, right? Yeah. Because, because they there's have to
2: suspicion. Not because they ran their license plate in a Home Depot parking lot.
1: But... That's if you're pulling difference. someone over for a suspicion, you said
2: you shouldn't pull people over sus- okay, so, for
1: suspicions. Well, that's, so then everyone that no, might be driving drunk... No, i said
2: assumptions, drunk, not suspicions. Because if I'm driving normally and they just pull me over right now and assume I'm drunk, that's an assumption. That's where it's wrong. If I'm swerving unnoticedly or driving suspiciously, that's when it's okay to pull someone over with suspected DUI because that's a suspicion. That's not an assumption.
1: But the thing here with this specifically. More than likely, no, they are committing no crimes because, yes, because they ran your plate in a parking lot. I'm pretty sure they can do that. I'm sure that's completely legal. But two, they're pulling you over a block or two away. So you are operating a motor vehicle on
2: yes, a roadway. They're, they're not actually investigating a crime here. They are looking for a infraction that will garner them money. That's lazy work, police Yeah, work. lazy police work for sure. So instead of doing this and driving around trying to gain revenue, they could be out actually looking for crime and stopping crime because this they're stopping minor infractions to allow them to gain revenue.
1: There are traffic cops and there are, say, your beat cops. Though, so traffic cops are out there looking for traffic infractions. Yes.
2: So are we? So they're
1: not going to be the one that are like. Driving around and looking down alleys for murderers or people, you know, raping I really people.
2: I really don't like the idea of traffic enforcement officers either. I do like the idea of people being pulled over for doing illegal things, but traffic enforcement should be just that—enforcing what you see happening in traffic, not going through parking lots. Anyway, we can go round right around on this. Let's just continue
0: on. I'm going to edit all of that out, mostly. Probably you can't.
1: Me and Roy disagreeing.
0: Yeah, I had just the greatest joke ever, and I couldn't get it in because you guys went shut up.
1: We're having a discussion! John began voicing his opinion on news articles from the Fresno Bee, a local newspaper. Apparently, his activism drew him serious unwanted attention from the Fresno Police Department. He said, quote, I thought the parking lot license plate scanning was abusive and simply designed as a revenue-generating scheme for the city of Fresno. So, as an expression of peaceful protest, I voiced my opinion on the Fresno Bee, which I now realize was a mistake. I thought I was anonymous, but an employee at the Fresno B, Jody Murray, was feeding a known sheriff sergeant who used the alias HikerDude67 or HikerDude1967 website log data containing identifiable IP address information that Fresno LE used to track down Fresno citizens who were posting comments critical of Fresno LE and the city of Fresno. Preliminary identification identifies HikerDude1967 as Jared L. McCormick, a Fresno County Sheriff Sergeant. At this point, John believed that the Fresno Police Department began to follow him by putting a GPS tracking device on his car. He also believed that the Fresno Bee was sharing chat log data with the Fresno PD of any citizens who were critical of the police department. In 2013, John apparently sent emails to the Fresno Bee and Sacramento Bee telling them that their employee, Jody Murray, was sharing information from their site with the Fresno PD. After he sent these emails, he began being stalked by officers from the PD. He set up security cameras around his home and uploaded videos to his YouTube channel, John Marine. His home was secured by a large gate surrounding the entire property. He lives just a sidewalk away from a relatively large two-way street. The first video ever posted on March 20th, 2015, shows a silver Ford F-150 pass by his home a few times. The next, posted the same day, show a man walking a large German and shepherd down the street and past his front gate. The man with the dog stops and lets John Dogs come to the fence. The video is titled Fresno Ellie, Conditioning My Dogs and Neighbors' Dogs at 11.30 p.m.
0: It couldn't just be that the dog, the dude was like, oh, but I need to socialize my dog a little bit, and here came some dogs at the fence. If I had a friendlier dog and
2: friendlier dogs in my neighborhood, I would stop and pet more dogs. While I'm on my dog walks.
1: I can kind of see his suspicion, though, because this was like purebred German Shepherd exactly what a police canine would look like and it's had it pays no mind to either of the dogs you could have just kept walking it wouldn't even have looked so it's either really well trained or it was really well trained by a police department
0: a lot of people who get german shepherds train them though they're all into the whole german commands foos and all that
1: well i mean they're working dogs you have to give them a job or they are yeah. horrible so that's fair
0: my German Shepherd when I was a kid just ate our ducks.
1: Another video, the security camera pans to a black van sitting directly across the street from John's home. The door is open, and sitting inside is a man holding a large camera pointed directly at the home. In the front seat, another man can be seen talking on speakerphone with the phone held in front of his face. They then close the door and drive away. In the video description, John says, quote, Here they are using an infrared thermal imager to see if I am home. Then they phone a waiting second party with information as to whether or not I am home. Fresno PD fails to fully investigate my complaint on this incident, which I fully detailed in my Fresno PD internal affairs complaint. If anyone can identify any of the Fresno sheriff personnel in this video, please forward their names.
0: Here's my only issue with this. It's 2015. If someone wanted to do this, they would just get a car done up to look like a Google like google earth car slowly drive it by your house like i bet this guy freaked out when the google car
2: drove, drove passes
1: <laughs> this video is fucking weird
2: it really is like there is a guy full-on sitting in the back seat door open of a van with a gigantic it's video huge. camera with a screen on it reporting to the man in the front seat who's then reporting what's happening to the man on the phone or whatever is going on whatever chain is happening there but jesus christ it is weird it is really
0: weird
1: it's on his youtube account is still up and all of his videos are still there it's john marine so you can go look at it but this is like the one video that made me genuinely question
2: yeah i mean that shit
1: was happening that's
2: the crazy part you can watch his other videos and just like shrug yeah, him off police his, are and, driving oh, no, his house. A, a carpet cleaning van sitting there and this guy's smoking watching your house okay and he goes and hangs some material on your fucking gate about some carpet his neighbors yeah but still like that's not very good evidence but then you see this shit and you're like well maybe this guy did have something to worry about
1: Yeah, because I can think of no other explanation for this video. It's the only other thing I could think of is it's a news van, and I don't know why. And they they weren't there for very long. It was what maybe thirty seconds. They sat there and then they just closed the door and drove away. It's an
0: all blacked out minivan. It's just super obvious, though. Like, don't you think that someone who actually is like actually doing something and they're professionals, they're not going to be so fucking obvious.
1: They don't care, though. That's the thing. Is they're openly harassing him
2: well that's kind of brings us to the gang stalking aspect yeah the whole goal of gang stalking is to get the person to make to think they're crazy get other people to think that they're crazy and to make the person feel crazy because that's literally it i mean you you can discredit a person that way very easily by making them sound like a crazy person and doing things to make
0: them think that they're a crazy person it's like gaslighting Right? Not, not really. Not really Damn it. Okay. All right. I thought I finally got the grip on that one.
1: In another posted September 27th, 2015, John says that Eli Rodriguez is a Fresno Sheriff personnel who was going to set me up on a jet ski emission scam. He dropped off a two-stroke Evan Rude motor at my shop on 3 twenty fifteen. 2015 His plan was to drop the motor... Then at a later time, enter my property with the assistance of George and Maxine Ramirez, my neighbors, who were placed there by Fresno law enforcement personnel. Plant evidence, then pick up the engine at a later time and lie and say I was trying to sell him fake emission stickers. Then he would falsely arrest me.
2: That one's a little out there. Yeah,
1: normally. I think this one, because it's weird. It flip-flops where it's like, okay, he's this is legit. Like There's a van filming him, and then it flips to... His neighbors were placed in that home by the Fresno Police Department, which yeah. seems a lot farther than gang stalking would go, if that's what this was.
2: Right. It seems a little too deep for Fresno PD.
1: For a license plate scam.
2: Yeah. Did he own Lang Marine? That was actually one of the businesses that is listed at his home address. There are two other businesses that the man's connected to. Run out of his home address. I can't remember what the other one is, but.
1: It's not like confirmed or denied that he actually ran businesses under those names, though.
0: It's just weird. I'm looking at his house on Google Earth here, and it says Lang Marine.
1: Other videos show police making arrests in front of his home, people parking down the street, walking past his home, then turning around and getting back in their cars, and one video that was apparently the FBI sitting in front of his house after he contacted them about a suspicious event with a garbage truck.
0: You think maybe they're just kind of like, oh, this guy again. Oh, this guy again. It's it to the point where they probably just like... Well, that's what they want. If
2: this is a case of gang stalking, that's exactly what they want. They want this person to be discredited to the point that he is the boy who cried wolf.
1: And exactly. he, he really wasn't making that huge of a fuss directly to the Fresno PD. It was all on the Fresno Bee originally. Yeah. And then when it got to the point that There's someone sitting outside of his house recording him. I think that's when he started to take it further and file IA complaints and stuff like that. But he really wasn't doing enough to garner this much attention.
0: But you got to understand why it would sound kind of crazy. If like, let's say that you're in the Fresno PD and you have no idea. You're just good old Johnny Law. And this guy's telling you all this. And you're like, oh, my God, this isn't happening. Like the thermal imaging. Okay, dude. Yep, I'll send somebody over as soon as we're done dealing with all these Asian gangs. But that's literally how gang stalking works, though. Like, oh, I know. I'm just saying. That's and a,
1: he has video. I mean, that's
2: yeah. That's, that's
1: proof that you should look into something.
2: That's this is the crazy thing to me that either this is a really, really well done case of gang stalking to the point where this person thinks or has become mentally unstable kudos to the fresno police department for doing a good job like
1: or uh, this is a case of mental illness or
2: this is a case of looks like gang stalking yeah because everything looks like gang stalking could it be both it's entirely possible but if it will continue on kitty we'll discuss this later
1: john believed that fresno pd was attempting to set him up for a fake arrest for child pornography charges he said, quote, "I'm also fairly certain I figured out how Fresno law enforcement handled the actual access and internet distribution of the offensive material. Let's just say that the feds should reinvestigate all child porn cases in Fresno where AT&T internet services provided the internet service, especially cases where the accused had a conflict with the city of Fresno or high-ranking city of Fresno personnel." Other elements are simply handled by planning various elements of false evidence here and there once they enter a residence. That is why Fresno LE was so determined to get a search warrant for an official home entry in my case. As I've mentioned in the past, Fresno LE has already illegally and secretly entered my home, copied my hard drives in order to get a good game plan for the eventual false arrest. There also appears to be a pattern here. Anyone who has ever talked publicly about, accused, or discussed Jerry Dyer's supposed sex scandal with that 16-year-old girl has found themselves in some type of legal peril within a few short years.
2: That's the other thing. Guy is mayor. <laughs> There's nothing that can stop this man. This is one of those Trump things where he could go out and shoot a man in the middle of Fifth Avenue and no one would bat an eye.
1: Yeah. Oh. Was it confirmed that Dyer had a, an affair with a 16-year-old?
2: I couldn't find any information on that in my... Surprising. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that no one can confirm it, so
0: on the websites I was looking, I doubt anybody wanted to post it.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Because when you talk about this type of thing, you end up maybe gangland stalked or dead? Entirely possible. I'm just saying, it seems like Fresno is in dire need of a new mayor.
1: Well, he's police chief, isn't he? Not mayor?
0: No, he became mayor oh. uh, earlier Monday this year. For... Yeah.
1: Okay. As the supposed harassment from the police ramped up, John began to grow concerned for his safety. He contacted the FBI in January of 2016 and posted on Facebook on January 14th, saying, quote, Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. If anything happens to me in the next day or two, it will be the result of Fresno PD, my neighbor, and an employee at my job, Payless Brakes and Tires on Blackstone.
0: So now there was one of his coworkers in on this too?
1: Yeah, it seemed like the suspicion grew wider and wider as he got closer to the day he died.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like a case for mental illness, I'm just saying.
1: The next day, January 15th, he posted on the wall of a local news station reporter. He said to her, Corinne, you want some news? Corrupt Fresno cops are going to try and kill me this weekend, possibly tonight. This is no joke. Please follow up on my story regardless of what happens or what version the cops and Fresno B come up with. The next day, he posted a video to YouTube showing a van sitting in front of his neighbor's home. The van was for a carpet cleaning company called Guarantee Carpet and Upholstery. A man gets out, smokes a cigarette, then drops a flyer into the neighbor's mailbox on their fence. Some people claim that this wasn't a real business, as their website was bare and had no pricing. But the phone number worked, and it turned out to be a legitimate business. It was? Yes.
0: Because that guy did not look legitimate. Like, he was looking over his shoulder the whole time. He was just looking sketchy. He honestly looked like a Serbian mobster.
1: Yeah, he did. And it was weird because he was looking directly at the cameras, but the cameras on John's house were, like, the really big ones you see in, like, stores and stuff, so... I guess it wouldn't be the craziest thing for him to, like, look over and be like, oh, shit, we're yeah, being recorded smoking he, cigarettes on the clock. He also pans
2: the camera around yeah. a lot when in that <laughs> video. Like, <laughs> it goes from here all the way over to looking back at his house and then back. So oh, I'm sure the guy was like, the fuck yeah, It never that? occurred to me that it wasn't the little cameras like I have where they... Like, no, cool. they're no.
1: like the big... Full 360 cameras. (laughs) That
2: that would also explain why the carpet cleaning guy was like, oh, fuck, I just got smoking in the work van. I'm going to leave a flyer here and dip.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're just literally standing there talking, smoking. So I can't imagine that he would want anyone just calling his boss and being like hey these guys are doing absolutely nothing yeah. in front of my house can you get him to move his huge fucking van
2: yeah. i have a complaint about your carpet cleaner guys they're parked
0: their van in front of my house and they're
2: smoking cigarettes
0: yeah
1: and i mean it wouldn't be the craziest thing for that to happen no,
0: no. it would be like just the right type of coincidence to send someone who's already real paranoid about this type of thing into a just real upset moment at least yeah, poor Vladimir and his friend
2: Hans in the back seat are sitting there smoking cigarettes like, God, I hate this job, and I look up and, oh, shit,
0: Hans. Although the other dude was driving.
1: Apparently, though, the website was deleted the day after John posted the video of them in front of his neighbor's home. Even stranger, the men only dropped off a flyer at the neighbor's home and no one else's. The description in the video reads, quote, If I turn up missing or dead tomorrow, remember this van. I think I've seen a couple of guys sneak out the side door and into the building when it was parked on the carport this afternoon. I've been causing the city of Fresno a lot of problems recently, which I now regret.
2: Here's the thing. Is he actually causing problems for the city of Fresno? Not like that's, really. That's the thing. is like, you made a little wave. You didn't make a tidal wave. You didn't make a tsunami. You made a little wave about something that everyone is entitled to an opinion on, whether or not it's illegal. So... I mean his opinion may have been a little bit overstated like mine was a little bit earlier about the legality or the abuse of power or whatever you want to call it in this situation but I don't think I would go around fucking reporting this to the newspaper and then consider myself enemy number 1 I mean it's really not that big of a deal in the whole scheme of and things And he
1: was just commenting on the website like they had yeah. posted an article and he'd be like this is corruption
0: <laughs> Well it kind of speaks to like uh like a delusional thing where, like, the situation gets played up way higher in your head than it is, and it's way more important. Like, you're way more important now uh, because, you know, you're a thorn in the side of the city. You're a, The government doesn't like you anymore. Like, they got it out for you. And it's like, it's a thing.
1: That night, John posted to Facebook saying, quote, anyone want to crash at my pad tonight? Must be a legal gun owner. I think the bad guys may come and get me tonight.
0: That's the worst invitation to a sleepover ever. Like, hey, does anyone want to come be my bodyguard tonight? There's bad men coming. And would you like to sacrifice yourself to them? They're now, the government. Now, imagine if you're
2: reading that and you're just like, Jesus, he's gone off the deep end. Because, I mean, that would be the first oh, thing yeah. that I, I thought, like, the bad guys aren't out to get you. Oh, John. Oh, John. But.
1: In that case, though, I mean. I, if you I, see someone post something like this, that means they are more than likely in some sort of mental health crisis and they do need you to go there. Don't take your gun, maybe, or like leave it in your car, but definitely go and offer them help because they need it.
2: Yeah. But Don't the,
1: just brush this off as like, oh, the person's crazy.
2: The last thing, though, that you want is to go there and have them think you an enemy or against them because that's usually what happens when you try to call out mental illness
1: like well i mean don't go there in like a defensive manner and tell them that they're wrong but go there and
2: hang out what can i do for you yeah
1: do we want to go somewhere maybe let's go to like the crisis recovery center for the night and they'll (laughs) keep you safe four days later fresno fire department responded to a fire at john's home because it was so heavily secured it took them a long time to even get onto the property when they tried to get inside the home, every door and window was locked from the inside. Finally, when they were able to get in, they found John Lang in a room with only a mattress and monitors hooked up to his security cameras. He was barely alive and had been stabbed multiple times in the chest and upper back. He was pronounced dead after arriving at the hospital. Days after his death, it was again reported that the stab wounds were to his back. This changed in March, when John's death was officially ruled a suicide. The autopsy report says that there are three stab wounds to the chest that punctured the chest wall. Police had reported that the stab wounds were superficial, meaning they didn't puncture far past the skin.
0: So they didn't think he stabbed himself three times. They... Like, fatally, I mean, like, when they say it's suicide, they weren't implying, oh no, now he stabbed himself to death three times. What do you mean? Well, if the wounds are superficial...
1: No, he died from the fire.
0: Okay, that's what I'm saying. Because he
1: set the fire himself. But they said, oh, he was stabbed in the back, which you can't stab yourself in the back. And then they said, oh, no, they weren't to the back, and they were just superficial. So he just tried this way, and then he lit a fire and died that way.
2: Elliot Smith died from, I think it was either seven or eight self-inflicted stab wounds to his chest. So I wouldn't put it past someone stabbing themselves
1: to death. No, you can stab yourself. The police dropped off two knives with the body, and the coroner stated that a serrated bread knife could have created the wounds, which is also interesting because you can stab yourself with a knife, sure, but not a fucking bread knife. You could, but it's blunted at the end, and it's serrated, so it's going to do a lot of damage coming back out, but it's going to be really fucking hard to get in.
0: Especially without a sawing motion. Well, that could be why they were superficial wounds.
1: Well, they weren't, though. They punctured his chest wall. One of them nicked his heart, one of them punctured his lung. The police said they were superficial and they were not.
2: Interesting. They
1: went deep. One of them actually punctured his sternum, which is like the most sensitive part of your body. And if you try to stab yourself there, I mean, that's how you wake someone up when they're unconscious is you sternum roll them. So trying to stab yourself in the sternum would be very difficult. It's when you take your knuckles and you rub it on your sternum because it's really painful (sighs) and it wakes you up. Yeah. Interestingly, John arrived to the coroner undressed, with his clothes under his body. According to the report, there were no tears in his shirt that would indicate him being stabbed. His cause of death was ruled to be smoke inhalation. Apparently, there were also cameras inside John's home, which functioned until the day before his death. One clip noted in the coroner report showed him sitting in the living room with a knife, showing it to the camera, then leaving the room before returning and turning the camera off.
0: What kind of knife was he showing him in that? They didn't say. So we're not sure if it was the fucking butter knife that they think he's trying to stab himself with? like Bread knife. Uh, okay, a bread knife's a little bit different, I guess, than a butter knife. In my head, I was thinking of a butter knife.
1: No, it was a bread knife. A serrated bread knife.
0: Like a miracle slicer? Like,
1: like a serrated bread knife. I don't know. <laughs> the coroner also noted that the windows and doors inside the home were sealed shut by planks of wood, which had been removed by the firefighters to get inside the home. The firefighter's report stated that a gas can and a lighter were found in the front room, the area where the fire started.
0: How far away from that was his body? I don't know. But it was in a different room, right?
1: Yes. Someone, there has been Freedom of Information Acts filed on all of this, and they are not willing to really release any of the information besides the coroner's report and the firefighter's report. So we know really nothing where he was found. There's no crime scene pictures. Crazy. Yeah.
0: That does speak to corrupt police department, because Tucson releases that body cam footage ASAP.
1: Well, it's in police shootings.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: Since John's death, his story has gone relatively quiet. Many people are too scared to look too deep into it and fear the same thing will happen to them. I saw one post on Reddit from someone who said that the police were doing the exact same thing to him, but he couldn't go to the media with the videos. Anonymous posted a video in 2018 claiming they would start Ops Fresno to uncover the corruption that's been occurring there for years. The entire case of John's untimely death is a conspiracy, especially in the world of gang-stalking conspiracies. And we talked about gang-stalking, it's basically when a large government entity is covertly following you and harassing you, basically exactly what happened to him.
2: It's really well known among Scientologists, too, when they do like an excommunication or whatever they call it of a bad person. I can't remember what they're called and all that, SP. They then try to harass them to make sure that none of the secrets come out from there and they make them seem like they're
1: crazy. Yeah, there's well. So it does happen, but not as frequently, I don't think, as people would say a lot of it does have to do with mental illness and that's where it all really started was when all of these people who are suspicious and delusional found the internet and found all these other people that are suspicious and delusional and it's all kind of played into this really large conspiracy that there's people following hundreds of thousands of people and spending 24 7 harassing them and making them feel like they're crazier than they are i guess
2: uh, well i think this, but it uh, does happen i think gangstock is actually out of uh, some psychological playbook um, yeah
1: it's, it's some
2: psyops it's, type thing because it's it was used supposedly in during world war ii as a method of silencing detractors um so i don't know and those are all just theories, though. That's the thing, is that I have yet to meet anybody that can prove that gang stalking is actually something that happens
0: to people, and it's not just mental illness. I think it's really strange that the Scientologists feel the need to make their followers look crazy. Everybody well, already knows not they're not crazy. it's not their followers. It's the <laughs> yeah, people it's... that have left because well, yeah. they don't want their secrets coming out. But because... they're still their followers because people are going to be like, uh, yeah, I was in Scientology and blah, 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 blah. And then everyone's going to be like... We don't care if that's true or not. We already know that they're fucking insane. But here's the thing. If someone says, holy shit, they make you do this, they make you do that, and now they're following me, you're going
2: to be like, oh, that last part doesn't sound really right. But it's actually happening. They're actually trying to make you seem like you're crazy.
1: And the, the thing with gang stalking is nothing ever actually happens to you. Like, no harm ever comes to you. That's not their intention. Their intention is to make you look like you were just losing your entire grip on reality.
0: No physical harm. They might make you psychologically break a bit.
1: So I'm curious what you guys think happened here. Do you think it was a mental illness or actual police corruption, gang stalking?
2: As far... Man, this is hard to say. Because I want to believe that it's a conspiracy. I really, really, really do, but... Every time I read information about it or watch his videos or even even think about it, the more I think that he had a mental illness or some delusions of grandeur after he discovered this one little thing that the police were doing. And if it was something more serious, I would definitely believe that was happening. But this is literally just the way the city makes money. It's, it's probably the same in
0: every town, or at least yeah. I mean, I feel like if it weren't for the camera, the the guy with the thermal imaging equipment in the van, if it weren't for that video, and if it weren't for the slightly suspicious way that he died, like it would definitely to me just be someone who just was unfortunately not dealing with their mental illness, but you know. There's a little bit of video evidence, and it really makes it hard to say, like, 100% like, no, this guy was just crazy.
2: I mean, it did look like he lived on a fairly busy street. And in all honesty, let's just say that is a... We don't even know if it's an infrared camera. So what I'm thinking is that it's possibly some jackass Hollywood dude just driving around getting b-roll footage of fresno for some reason well it did kind of look like that yeah that's kind of what i was thinking when i saw it but it is super suspicious and that's the thing is that we won't know if that's what what that instance was like there's no way to actually there's no way to actually come down and say this is what they were doing because we don't know some of the stuff I, it just makes me think he is—he's he, being overly suspicious. And then the fact that we walked in when they walked in the house, there was only a mattress in front of a bunch of security cameras. That doesn't scream normal to me.
0: I do feel really sorry for John either way. Yeah, sense, same. Sense, as it, whether it was real or not, he was tormented that it like it was.
2: Yeah, it was perceived real, whether or not it was actually happening. If it was happening, Fresno PD god damn you are very culpable for this but i'm not we don't know like that's the thing is Mm -hmm. that what do you think katie
1: i think he was definitely heavily influenced by some sort of mental illness i've seen a lot of people that say that he was severely schizophrenic which is entirely possible but we can't confirm or deny that or diagnose him with anything but i think it's also important to note that He was married, and then two years after all of this began happening, his wife filed for divorce. So she knew something was going on. I saw something on Reddit. Someone said that they were his neighbor, and none of the neighbors liked him because he put security cameras up covering everyone's backyard. And so he had, like, full 360, the entire neighborhood, basically, on camera 24-7, and people kept asking him to take it down, and he refused.
0: Well, yeah, that's a violation of their privacy. I would feel upset, too. Why was there no footage of whoever supposedly might have killed him?
2: Well, that's the thing, is that we don't know. It's been denied in a public information act, right?
1: Yeah, the they're supposedly the cameras outside of his home worked until, like, I think it, they said an hour before the fire started. So, well, someone... Turn the cameras off, which I mean, if you let's say that he tried to set up his suicide to look like the Fresno PD did it to make a point, like one last final point, then obviously he would not want to have video footage of no one coming or going into the house. Right. Um, I think it's also important to know that he was literally boarded into the home. There was no way that anyone could have gotten out and then put the boards up.
2: Yeah, that that is also a little crazy.
1: So he was the only one in that house. And that...
0: And it also was so hard for the fire department to even get into his house. Yeah,
1: there was, like, two-by-fours nailed into the wall, closing the doors and the windows. Like, you can't say that someone went in there and killed him and started a fire and then just closed the door and left.
0: And if he had planned to take his own life, and this was all a big elaborate plan to make it look like it was the Fresno PD that falls right in line with his Facebook post straight saying like if you know, I don't want to stick up for Fresno PD. I don't like them. I don't like them. The general vibe I get from the story, whether they were, whether it's true or not, is that I don't like them.
1: I think they have a lot of better things that they would much rather be doing than harassing someone that called them out on a newspaper website.
2: Right, and that's the thing is that I have said some pretty awful things about police in my opinion. And I I recognize that I have done that, but I don't mean all police when I say certain things, but I I I've never been in fear of my life from saying those things. Well, or maybe it's it edited out.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. But to me this is kind of just it does scream some sort of unchecked mental illness. Mm -hmm. Like every, everything that we know in the story that we are, you know, getting from this guy himself, it does seem like he was worried about the police coming to get him. He recognized something in the gang stalking, boarded himself up in the house and was just alone with himself and the internet.
1: Yeah. And it's, Really odd, too, that this Jody Murray guy that he picked out from the Fresno Bee, like, I mean, why him? Yeah. Of all things, and then his website was jodymurray.com, so he took the guy's name, and then to just, like, pick out a random hiker dude 1967 off of a website, that just seems like such an odd thing to be able to pinpoint to a police sergeant who stole your IP address and your chat log data.
2: Right, and the the whole thing
0: about the child pornography—that was weird. He just loved child porn, and it was just his excuse.
1: I mean, they never—they they they had no reason to. Need to falsely arrest him for anything and to plant evidence. I mean, right? He,
2: I, and you know, he hasn't done anything illegal. Like, no,
1: he got a ticket from the license plate scam and then called them out. But like, how many people get tickets and get on Facebook and go, "Well, fuck the police! I wasn't exactly. doing anything wrong. I'm going to go to court and talk a bunch of shit."
0: Exactly. So <sighs> the nice thing about it is that ultimately we will find the answer because we're putting this because we're putting this out into the world. So. Yeah. No. If you guys have any information on the death
2: of John Link, feel free to tell us because we would love to know. Uh, ultimately, though, our goal is to take down the Fresno PD. No, it's not. The, I actually do like the Fresno, some of the Fresno PD's ideas as far as community policing is concerned, which, which is crazy because I usually don't agree with the police on much often um, because I don't believe in a militarized force. Invading America and harassing citizens. But that's just me. I I have opinions. That is another podcast. (laughs) I have opinions. But uh, for the most part, I do like the idea of community police force where you have people that walk the same beat. They get to know the people in the area and actually do informed police work. That seems very important to me and aren't trying to do multiple things where they're dealing with people like in this instance that potentially are mentally ill. And yeah, threat to themselves and even his neighborhood. I mean, he lit his house on fire. Yeah. So I don't think the police are trained to handle that thing, such things. But I also don't see them being the ultimate bad guy in most situations. Like I don't see them being the supervillain or the arch villain or the nemesis of anyone. But it's really entertaining if they are. It's a super entertaining thought to believe that the police are all awful, corrupt pig people. But it's like Matlock. I, I don't actually believe that. Like there are good police officers out there. They just don't they don't speak up enough. And I think in this instance where someone may be doing something like that in a revenue scam may not see it as wrong, but a good police officer would say, Hey, this may be a little bit underhanded and shady to make
0: money. Also, well, what you're telling us is that you're not getting enough. Not getting enough of what? Oh, that's just what they would say to the cop if he was like. Well, that's the thing is that
2: the, that's the other issue I have with the police is that it's become kind of this like safe haven for people that do wrong things. Like the thin oh, blue yeah. line mantra or the the we're on this side team, go get them attitude where you want to protect your brother in arm because they're the only person that you can trust type of thing is just asinine. It's it's not a place... It has no place in public service, I don't believe It's it more of a military a idea for when yeah. you're
0: in another country, you know, and you're Where like it is in the l- trenches. like, ultimately a life-or-death situation yeah, exactly. when you you're gotta walking trust. down the street. For for the
2: most part, you need to get to know the places and the people that you are with, and then it becomes easier. I don't know. I, I kind of rambled there. I'm sorry.
0: What? Yeah, Lori I rambled?
2: That. But, uh, yeah... This one was kind of fun. I mean, it, it brings up a whole bunch of ideas on conspiracy and different aspects of police in Fresno. I guess I don't know. It's a
0: fairly Fresno-specific episode, but it's real fun. Yeah, yeah,
2: Fuck
1: and I mean
0: Fresno yeah. PD, right? No, um, we
2: don't know that. That's the things
0: that we know. I know, don't know that, I know. I was I, just
2: we do know that there is a systemic corruption inside of their department that stems from a history of less than savory things happening.
1: And I'm sure there's a lot more to John's story that we don't know because a lot of this was pulled from his website and his Facebook where he had full control of what he wanted people to know about what was going on.
2: Yeah, he wrote the narrative.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure there was... A ton of IA complaints filed by him, and the police basically were trying to, like, drive by and be like, dude, just shut up and leave us alone for the love of God. Yeah. You're just being annoying. Like, we have no hard feelings. You can file as many IAs as you want, but when they're non-founded, just stop talking. Just leave us alone.
2: Here's or the else. other thing, though. If if my neighbor suddenly installed 360-degree cameras and started becoming a shut-in and nailed all of his doors and windows shut... I would call the police. Like, that's something you should look into when that happens. Yeah.
0: Understandable if police show up at your house and you do such things. I would just use his yard as a paintball course. Why? Because everything's boarded up. It's just, like, already ready. You just... (laughs) And then... I'm sure he'd
2: appreciate that.
1: That's another thing, too. We don't know. I mean... The interactions with he had with people that were around him, like his neighbors who he thought Fresno P D had planted in the house next to him, he could have been harassing them and they could have been the ones calling the police and being like, Hey, can you drive by? John's being fucking weird again.
2: Yeah. That does <laughs> make sense, sense too. Yeah. And so And that's why he would think they were he were they worked with Fresno P D because <laughs> they were constantly coming out yeah. to so like, this fucking weirdo up here is And
1: every time they drove by and tried to look into him you know he would freak out and think that they're targeting him when in reality they're like oh well no he's just being weird we can't do anything sorry
0: he's just a weird guy
1: yeah so there's a lot of what if influencing factors that i think went into this but definitely if you see someone acting this way help them like help just help them offer them something maybe Say, hey, you should talk to a therapist about this, or a psychiatrist, or the police aren't out to get you, I'm sorry you think that, but let's figure out what's really going on.
2: I do like the what if it's true scenario, though. I mean, then that's the case of government corruption at the deepest level, able to kill someone and get away with murder, that's one of the... Worst aspects of power, I think, is that people can do that, get away with murdering people or hurting someone, and they just skate on by through life and continue to do so. So, I
0: don't know.
1: But what benefit would killing him have to them? I mean, one, people squeaky are already... The wheel
0: gets the grease.
1: People are already questioning them heavily on the internet because he posted so much, so that's already pointing the finger at them. And two... Now you have to do an invest you have to investigate his murder and that's more time
2: but like you on s- him. But like you said earlier though, there are people that don't want to speak out of about it because they now have learned their lesson. This guy, I wish it posted on there, I wish I had never done this or gotten involved. And isn't but- that isn't that isn't that like a warning basically to everybody out there, like, hey, don't fuck with Fresno PD, you may end up dead in a burnt house.
1: It could be, yeah, but at the same time, I think if someone who is mentally ill is looking at this, it might influence the way that they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, on the internet, you don't know. People can post all they want. I could literally get on Reddit right now and be like, I looked into the John Lane case and now Fresno PD is in Tucson following me and people would be like, oh shit, no way. I mean, someone's going to believe you no matter yeah. what you say.
2: For every thousand skeptics, there are ten thousand believers, yeah. and that's one of those things. But anyway, is that going to do it for us this week, Kenny? Yes, that is it. I mean, it's an interesting thing. You guys should look into it if you're into that sort of thing. It's pretty fun. I yeah, mean, if you want to be Yeah, but it's, it's I'm not fun. I don't when I don't mean fun. I mean, it's an enjoyable read. The story may not be fun, but you'll enjoy reading it. It it, it gets you hooked real easy. I read it. I mean, just do your, you know, when you're laying in bed and you're kind of going a rabbit hole. This is a good rabbit hole to fall down into because there I is would a, little, say. it does lead into a lot of different levels. And we didn't even talk about all of the corruption that happened in Fresno or the, the kind of lackadaisical view towards systemic racism and things like that. But Fresno, you're an interesting place. I don't mean to think your city's so shitty but oh you rhymed i do
1: i'm sure people that live there would agree
2: yeah all right guys as always if you have any questions comments or concerns feel free to send feel free to send us an email at four at gmail.com that's f-o-u-r corners at gmail.com
1: you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash four corners on instagram at four corners on Twitter at Four Corners Cast and at fourcornerscrimecast.tumblr.com.
0: And as always, give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and check out our website, fourcornerscrimecast.com. Head over there for a full episode list or to send us ideas for an episode you want to hear. Or you can get your free sticker from our merch store. For the time being, by typing in the code Bango at checkout, and we'll ship it out to you for free. Soon enough, you won't have to use a code because they're changing it on the website thing. Katie told me. Nice. So, yeah, um, just remember that if anything happens to us tonight, it's because of Fresno PD. This
2: episode isn't out by Saturday.
1: Where I slept through editing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna touch you next week.
1: See ya. Adiós, motherfuckers.